Welcome to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. I'm Petra Belzebor, and this is the place to discuss tips, tricks, and hacks to build your resilience through your worst rock bottoms and get you to a place of success. I'll be interviewing people from all walks of life, professionals, individuals who've been through their own adversity, and allow them to share their authentic and real-life stories, opinions, and ideas about how to utilize our worst rock bottoms and allow them to catapult us into success. Welcome to the show. Welcome everyone to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. It's New Year's Eve. I will be posting this on the 1st of January, 2019. Uh, I'm joined today by Smaranda Borosh. I've asked how to say that name. I think I did it correctly. She is the smartest woman I know. Uh, she's a professor, psychologist, but we're not going to get sciencey here. We're actually, we're, we're good friends. We're strolling around the park here in Southeast London and we're going to talk New Year's resolutions. Um, you know, are they good? Are they healthy? Are they unhealthy? Do they support us? Do they not support us? And if so, how, I, I just want to have a little discussion about both how myself and Smaranda um, kind of view looking into 2019 over the horizon of the future. Smaranda, welcome to the show. Thanks for the lovely podcast you walk, Petra. I know. It's a, it's a great day to, to be out and to be musing on ideas, which we have no problem with, really. Absolutely. We've actually been talking for the last 40 minutes about all sorts of things, personal development, uh, and how uh, we kind of analyze ourselves and each other, don't we? <laughs> it's our favorite pastime. It's really our favorite pastime. So I'm so glad that you visited me during this time of year. Um, so I know we have slightly differing but complementary views on this idea of New Year's resolution. I mean, I personally love this time of year. I'm one of those cheesy people that loves to reflect, loves to project into the future. And the main thing that I do is I imagine myself December 31st, 2019. So exactly a year from now. And I look back, I physically move my body and I look back to uh, the whole year. And I just visualize and I picture in my mind's eye what do I see? I'd seriously do this. Miranda's giving me looks, guys, by the way. She's like, what the fuck? Who is this person? Um, but I really do. I, but not only what, do I, what am I going to do, but the sense of like the feeling of achievement or joy or connection or whatever it is. Like I really kind of feel into that stuff. Um, Miranda, tell us a bit about you. Uh, tell us who you are and what are your initial thoughts on this idea of New Year's resolutions? Do you do them? Do you not? What do you think? Uh, I want to first get out of the way the cliché part of the New Year's resolution because I think the first thing that springs to mind to me whenever I hear that is is Bridget Jones's diary. Oh, God. (laughs) I think like, yeah, I'm going to lose that much weight and I'm going to go to the gym every day. I'm going to find a man. Uh, Find a man, yeah, of course. Um, So it feels like for a lot of people and a lot when it's spoken about, this New Year's resolution thing for me feels very cliché. Um, Why though? Because people just, they're not serious, they fail, it's stuff that they think they should want, but not really personal. Exactly, exactly. You, you, put, you, you basically put on paper all the ways in which you feel insufficient this year, yep. like all the things you should have done or should do, but yep. haven't. Uh, and it feels like one of those ways in which we dwarf ourselves. Yeah. And also in which the impositions of others, what we should do or be or behave are creeping in into our lives. So So we're creating a vision of ourselves that's based on other people's opinions of what success or society's idea of what success or desirable looks like. Yes. Rather than like really connecting to who we are. Yeah. So for me, very often, this this is the first 
the first feeling I have about the New Year's resolution, that it's a fake thing. Sure. Um, and then, yeah, and then comes the real stuff where you really, really do want to, like you said, change something or you want mm. to, you dream yourself up into a new place, which is something I can absolutely relate to. And I think for me, that's the secret of New Year's or every year's or every day's resolution. Well, I agree with that. I think there's a habit of self-reflection that we both have that isn't about New Year's. Yeah. Um, and I certainly know that uh, a couple of years ago, this would have been a horrific time of year because I was in the slow cog of child rearing and mild depression and didn't see the momentum. And so I'd sit there and go, fuck, did anything happen over 12 months? Like my kids are a bit older, but like, do I feel it? You know, sometimes we don't notice the change that's happening. And now I'm grateful I'm in a position where I can look back in every year because the momentum and the work's been put in, I can really genuinely reflect on change and get excited about the future. So mm -hmm. I get that it kind of depends on what time of life you're in. Um, but Smiranda, let's get personal. Oh, yeah. Okay, good. Go on. Good, because you know this <laughs> podcast is all about authenticity and yeah. vulnerability and getting real. So let's apply this to you personally. Let me go back a couple of years as well. Love it. Um, very different place from where you were in. For me, New Year's resolutions were all about, you know, being driven and this is the next thing on my list and targets. And I remember that I um, uh, I did this uh, this goals thing for the year and uh, my coach at the time was telling me, like, do, do, do them both for your personal life and your, for your professional life. And then I added, because that was a total desert at the moment, my social life. So, you know, I start making the goals and I put them on paper and I have this lovely mind map and then I take from goals and I start looking at how to implement <laughs> them and action plans and what would it mean on a weekly basis and how I will have every every week at Sunday evening my reflection moment and it was I even bought an agenda for the purpose uh, that was uh, that was saying like a Sunday evening schedule in review moment of the week setting goals for the new week see how you've done how you're gonna do next so uh, it's been it's been an interesting uh, it's been an interesting exercise and I was at it for a couple of weeks until I met my coach again and then she looks at my agenda and she looks at my planning and she goes like um, so so when exactly do you think you have time to live in between all these? Uh, it was just so packed, everything. So all my life was shoots. Achievement focused. Yes, you have to do this. You have to, even the stuff. So I managed to put in a box of goals and have tos, the stuff that were my passion, the stuff that I was doing for fun. So I was, so uh, was doing a, a art history thing like this is for me. And I made it a tick box exercise. Rather than a joyful experience. There was absolutely nothing joyful in it anymore. Um, but but some people would say, you know, that intensive kind of planning, it makes sense, right? To to kind of unless uh, it smothers you, which it did for me, and, yeah. and which why you know already that when we talk about goals and when we talk about actions and stuff, I I, I start feeling like I'm choked because it feels like yeah, I'm no. then I'm then we're in so my different head. in that way. I get so excited. <laughs> we we sometimes have to check definitions of words. What was the word we were talking about yesterday? Uh, challenges. Yeah. I said, what challenges are we looking forward to? Blah blah blah. And I was like, my my energy was up and I was excited. And Saranda was just like, fight or fly. Yeah, she's like, what what the fuck is that word? You're making everything hard, you know. So we had a Why good. Why does everything have to be a fight and a struggle? Can't we just flow? And so I'm that's like, my motto for the new year: flow, not fight. That's tell us about flow. Flow. Uh, flow is not being hung up on goals. Haha. <laughs> what? <laughs> Sacrilege. Heresy. <laughs> um, so for me, goals is a lot about. So my definition of it is a lot about living in your head 
it's they're so strong and I can visualize them so well and I know how powerful they are and I'm drawn to them but there's there's a moment when I stop living in reality and mm-hmm. I start living entirely in my head and in my drive so you're not present in Absolutely the experience present. of your body no no you're thinking overthinking picturing and also not not realizing anymore what reality offers so i miss out on all the opportunities i ignore the stuff i paint out of the picture all the stuff that doesn't fit with the goal or with the image that i have so you miss the possibility of spontaneousness spontaneity i think is the right word um that allows you to fully live yeah which is what you were missing out on okay so my resolution around that was um, this whole thing about flow and systemic thinking. So seeing the big picture, having a dream. I know what the dream is. Uh, I love the dream because the dream is not a goal. The dream is is a bit fluffier, but also higher level, more abstract. Exciting. It's also something very emotional, it. exactly, yeah. very personal. I allow myself for the dream to be unrealistic. I don't care. Oh, uh, love that. The dream can be like funky and crazy and yeah. a bit off. And I don't care. It's my dream. You don't get to judge me. And yeah. that's the other thing. You can't judge me for my dream. No. You can judge me for my goals in my world. In your world, you can't judge you for your dream, but you can for your goals. Because Everyone goals has an are very realistic. Goals are, you know, like step how one, are we going to make it into reality? And what's the best way around it? And everyone has some advice. Whereas dream is my thing. So I like to have a dream. Um... And then do like like the Chinese saying, if you want to achieve something, put yourself in the flow of the river and let the current take you there. And so I think that's... How do you feel about the current taking you there? Well, (laughs) I think it's a beautiful notion. Um, And I like it. And I think there's something around balance in both of those because I would be hesitant to agree with (laughs) just jumping into... You need to see her choke now. No, you need... You can't just passively wait. You can't just be like, oh, let me just sit on my sofa and watch Netflix and wait for the river to take me, right? That's not putting yourself in the way of the river. That's sitting on the side. Numbing out and not being yeah, conscious and aware. just looking at the river going, oh, that's a nice little current. What a cool if river. I were in the middle of it. Where could hmm, it take me? Yeah, the okay, potential. So oh, no. get practical. Like, How does one, do you think, practically set the environment or set their brain to be able to recognize or set themselves into this flow state gosh you're so agentic <sighs> i want to know how our listeners want to know how like what are the things that would you do what do you do to get yourself in a flow state what do you do to get yourself in a flow state um i think it's what i've said before in previous content is i don't chase happiness i chase fulfillment and so i I think we need to match any kind of flow state with with work ethic. And this is, I guess, where goals do come in. How do the goals help you achieve the big dreams? I love that we're aligned on the dream stuff. It's important to dream with no criticism or no judgment of yourself or from other people. I mean, I think things like meditation, practicing being in the moment, practicing conscious living, um, connecting to people that um, aren't in that should place, but actually encourage you to be your best self can all help you. But also, it's an, isn't it you get this? It's an energy thing. It's an embodiment thing. I was it's just thinking feeling. while listening. Yes. It's an energy. Yes. Like, I'll do some yes. projects with people that on paper and in a goal setting make total sense. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes total sense for me to do an online program right now because that's what people are doing. When I start trying to put my content on an, in an online space, my energy drip, mm-hmm. uh, drops. I feel heavier. I just feel like this is hard. Oh, my God. You know? And I choose to read into that by saying, okay, well, my, if it's so much struggle... 
to be pushing my, then maybe there's a should question here. Maybe I'm doing it because I should. And then I do other things like emotional intelligence and empathy content where I'm in the room with execs and, and, um, and that excites me even though it scares me. So mm. I think there's something about understanding or being self-aware of our own energy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm wondering, yeah, I think this is in line. I'm thinking a lot about embodiment now. So if you ask me how I do it, yeah. I think the thing that I'm, I'm now into a lot is, is starting to live these things in your body and to really be aware of what is happening and where in your body. So when I'm in this dream phase and I, I, and I just allow myself to have this Tinkerbell moment and, and I'm just like, you know, like click, 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 click. And I'm thinking, I'm dreaming of this stuff and I, I, I feel myself filling up with that energy and with the possibility that is in there. Um, and then from that place, instead of doing, doing or reacting or making the actions that my brain tells me are the logical next step, that I do it from that place of how I feel and trying to maintain and reinforce that kind of feeling. And the second thing, so one is about embodiment and, and, and I don't really have, I know there's a lot of stuff out there about what you attract and what you manifest. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'm buying into all that, sure. honestly, as yep. from a theoretical perspective. Yeah. But there's something about the lived-in perspective that although I, I, I miss the theory part of it, uh, it really feels absolutely great. And the moment you are you are in that state, I think that what changes is the way that you behave. So if you if you stay true to this state and you and you try to reinforce it, just like we very easily reinforce our negative states, I think we're all we pretty do. brilliant. And society at helps making ourselves feel crap about yes. ourselves. Sure. So that we're good at. Yeah. We can do the same thing on the other side of like, okay, who am I? What are my possibilities? What do I dream about? And I discovered about myself that the more I stay in that state and then I connect with people from there. So for a very long time, for instance, I felt very much shame into sharing my dreams because it felt like, you know, I'm an academic, so I'm supposed to have like really clear plans and yeah. trajectory and all of that. Uh, and I've changed in the couple, the past couple of years, I've changed my direction and it feels like, okay, you're a bit too old and too far to start saying you want to start scratch from scratch. It's like, this is not the time for that. Uh, and there was a lot of shame around it, so I wouldn't talk about it. Mm. And at some point, this dreaming phase was, okay, hit rock bottom, scratch all that, fuck this shit, I don't care anymore who judges me. And I started connecting from this place of, listen, I'm in a weird place. I'm in nowhere land, but this is my dream and this is what I want with my life and this is where I find meaning. And I start connecting with people, with random people, and you can't imagine the possibilities. That's what well, you can, because that's can. what happened to yeah, you yeah. in the last yeah, yeah. years as well. Totally. So they just keep popping up. So you're just being authentic, authentic vulnerable. That word again. But, do but you, yes, you are authentic and you are true to your dream. That's what I want to say. But true it's to your the dream. cliche, as we said at the beginning, yeah. versus what it means to you. So we, we have said like the word challenge means different things to us. Yeah. And for me, it's an exciting and it moves me forward. For you, it's debilitating. So you use other words, right? And so I think the self-awareness journey is um, translating like, well, what do these words mean to you personally? What does dreaming mean to you personally? Um, what are the words that actually excite you about the future? And what are the ones? Like if New Year's resolutions kind of fuck with your head and make you not do anything, well, fuck the language. Do something else that allows you to consistently reflect, become self-aware, listen to your body's energy is what I'm hearing you say. Um, and, and so the, that word authentic. For me, I lived 
please. I was raised in a cult and then I was in a relationship where I could not be my, or I didn't, I wasn't able to be my full self, whatever, that's my responsibility. Um, and so I fought for authenticity or what I thought, what, like being, letting go of the shame and being brave enough to be my full self for so many years mm-hmm. that that word just inspires me. I'm like, if I can, if I am my full self and I connect to other people from my full self, the opportunities are literally endless. Like the opportunities the last few years of stepping fully into that mm. have been so exciting and so connecting. But for other people, that word might mean, ugh, you're just saying it, it's just fake, it's just, you know. I know, for me, the association is because I teach cross cultural management, and most often the word authenticity comes in the question. Um, so basically, how do we stand with this whole adapting to other cultures and the authenticity things, which translates into can I be a dick to people uh, in other cultures because I want to be true to myself and act Ew. the way that I want to act. And anything me. that means adapting to others or being respectful to others means I'm non-authentic. So that's my association. Gross. All right. So I'm going to that's totally that gross. Aside. Because, because <laughs> yeah, no, but I get it. So the, this again backs up the point of like, what does a word mean mm-hmm. to you? And for me, it's always backed up with my values, which are around integrity, kindness, connection, you know, things that have deep meaning for me. And um, so again, I think in looking forward to the new year for people, it's really about thinking, what is your dream? What do words mean to you that you want to connect to your life to help propel you forward? And then I believe, you're, you, this is interesting, you said about talking about the dream versus not talking about the dream. I find it important to be quite vocal, not to everyone, let's be clear here. There's certain people I'm not going to talk, talk about the high dream to because they're going to look at me and be like, oh, do you really think you're capable? You know, And I don't need that in my life. But I do think verbalizing it in some way to the right people is so powerful because for me, it sets that another annoying word, but it sets the intention. Like, like for me going in 2019, when I look back on this year, I'm going to be speaking on stages in front of thousands of people. Ooh, I'm talking about my dream now. Ooh, I'm going to be earning a certain amount. I'm going to be traveling so I can empower my kids to think globally rather than, uh, you know, in that insular sort of environment. I'll be connecting with people that just excite me so much. Like that bit just excites me. Um, I'll be impacting so many lives um, in a way with my story and with uh, the, the things that I've learned. Like it, it's that feeling that excites me. So question to you is, do you think it's useful or important to talk about your dream, but to the right people? Um, I think we might diverge here again a bit. Because I think it's important to talk about your dream, period. Yeah. Um, to a different extent, yes, if they're going to crap on it, fine. But what I discovered this year is that I started talking to random people that had absolutely nothing to do with anything. And I discovered all these serendipity moments and connections. So for me, it's, it's a lot about that. And that was the magic of this year for me. It's about standing into my true self starting from there and then just being who I am and then connecting small ways with very random people, really random people that popped up into my life. Uh, I love that so much. So can, can you, so can you give us, give us a flavor of your dreams? <laughs> where, where, are you, where are you heading throughout this year? Um, can I, before we go to where we're heading? No. Yes, no. please. God, no, not, I'm just too excited about the dream. Okay, yeah, fine. It's going fine. to the dream as well. I'm getting there. Fine. But that's my point. That's my takeaway. Hey, I have a takeaway <laughs> for you now. <laughs> for me? You have, a, you have a takeaway for me? I don't think that's how it you works. You wanted me to do takeaways things. Yeah, let's so do So I take, have a takeaway. I managed to figure one. Love it. All right. So the takeaway is, 
I want to make sure that it's one journey between looking at the past and looking at the future. So instead of saying, I look back and reflect on the year and I look forward and I, I do my resolutions for the next year, what I feel right now, and it comes back to flow, is I look back on this year and I smile at all the things that were magic in my life or that I feel pride in. Um, and there's so many beautiful things and so many changes and so many obstacles that I've overcome or moments of flow. And I'm just taking that, that energy and I'm taking the, the feeling inside of feeling so proud of how far I've come. And I think this goes for absolutely every person. We have come far, even mm. if it was small battles that you had, yeah. even if it was a lot of relapses, it's still, you're still out there. You know where you're where still you've in been. the ring. Yeah. And 100%. that's fucking awesome. So for me, it's about, okay, take that energy and then say, how will I build further on it? But really use, for me, it's about build, using the word, the, the continuity part, build further on it. That doesn't make me feel like everything, as I said, until now was crap. Now I have to change and become this new, right. wonderful, perfect person. No. So I'm not doing that anymore. No. I'm just it's continuing. It's about growth, right? And then there's this thing about the exponential growth curve. Mm-hmm. You know, when we get out of adversity, there's this whole endless seemingly endless period where everything is a struggle when everything is a fight and Been there yep everything is so bloody slow and slow and yeah two steps back one forward two back and it's just it feels never ending so it's really really slow and then you start you start growing and you start getting out of it and then you build on that momentum and there's so much less effort and so much more growth every step ahead it makes me think of those little plants when I was a kid my grandparents had a garden and I used to look at tomatoes grow and whenever they That'll were take a while did you have too much time on your hands I, I was a kid hey. apparently <laughs> I was a kid who had no one to play with you know oh yeah you're an <laughs> only child yeah yeah fair enough meditation you know yeah so the tomato <laughs> the tomato so the first two leaves they're round and they take forever to build up and then you have the first leaves that are sharper and then within and I it felt like they're little puppies, you know? And then all of a sudden they would grow into these playful, bigger puppies. And it was so fast. So the beginning was so slow and it took so long. And then everything else, so many leaves, so much growth, so much faster, everything. And this is how I feel about these things and about the New Year's resolution. Like, accept the fact that even if you've had a shitty year behind you, it was that growth. And it's at some point, maybe not this year, maybe next year, but there is a point in which if you build on the momentum, if you build on the, the good energy that you keep with you and you don't get stuck in everything that you haven't achieved and all the ways that you've disappointed yourself and all of that. And you're comparing against your old self. Mm, I shouldn't have used the word old self. You're comparing against yourself because you know the internal journey that you've been on rather than in our social media hyped up culture, the idea of what everyone else is doing. Yeah. It's not comparing to that. It's yeah. comparing it's to my you. Journey. It's, it's, it's my personal. Journey. And I love that building on. So it's not like new me, new, you know, new year, new me, like from, the, from, you know, as soon as the sun rises, I must do everything perfectly. Yeah. It's going... I'm going to have setbacks. I'm going to go back into my triggers. We were talking about that earlier, right? Um, there's going to be times that that happens. And I have new knowledge, resilience, awareness, friendships, connection, uh, skills in order to continue to be in the ring. I love that. Brené Brown's a reference uh, as far as continuing to dare greatly, right? Um, and that's enough. We are enough. Yeah. And, you know, coming back and moving to your question finally. Lovely, lovely. 
<laughs> to the dream part. Yeah. So I was sharing with you parts of my my, my dreams, and then I every time I, I start talking, there's this old little little voice inside my head that is absolute bastard that goes like, ah, oh, yeah, but this idea you've been working on for two years and you have nothing on it yet. So all my dreams are now somehow like pieces of puzzle that there have been little strings in the past, little pieces, little glimpses in the past. And what I discovered this year is that I don't have to start every time from scratch. I know I repeat this endlessly, but for me it was this huge discovery that yeah, not yeah. everything is from scratch, that no. everything that we've gone through and built up towards up until this moment, it builds towards something. And I can use all these things. So my dream, Even if it doesn't make sense at the time. Even if it doesn't yeah. make sense or even if it did make sense and then nothing materialized. Yeah. And then you feel like, okay, but you couldn't do it. It's okay. You couldn't do it last year or two years ago or this year. And maybe I won't do it next year. But, but maybe I you needed that learning. Dream. Yeah. And there's little steps, little things that you take in, the, in, in that journey. So the dream so, of writing. Yeah. Smiranda's going to have a book out at some point. <laughs> uh, as it's well as... A, it's not a book. It's going to be a more complex experience. Multimedia com- sort of. Love like it. It has to be something more. Multimedia complex experience. About? What's the one sentence version of the topic? Uh, Is there a one sentence version? <laughs> voices of women around... Breaking taboos. Around breaking taboos. So it's it's... It's all the ways in which we become ourselves. And it's uh, something that I want to be around the globe because I travel a lot and I talk to, to women in a lot of countries and a lot of developing countries with realities that are pretty far removed from ours. And at the same time with realities and struggles that are so similar to ours. So I know it's not fashionable anymore to, to talk about gender because it's supposed to be fluid and all that. And it's not fashionable anymore to talk about voices of women. But there we are. This is me. And uh, what I find fascinating is all the ways in which women change their lives by changing their stories and what are the taboos in various societies and how do we relate to them how do we break them or how are we oppressed by them and how do we keep reinforcing them so that's one of my my plans and the other plan is a bit like what you you want to do with your kids i want to do it uh, with my participants with my students take them around the world take them in uh, in places that takes them away from their comfort zone take them to africa make them live in a village there Oh, right. And, totally. And then learn. learn but in my version new. of authenticity, not yours, right? Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, sure. So that, yeah, something Hopefully. like that. Um, cool. Samaranda, so thank you so much for uh, your time joining me on this walk and thinking about... Thanks for the walk and the been, lovely talk. It's been so Again. good. Um, Happy New Year, everyone. Dream big. Uh, make your plans, but don't be stuck on them. Get into the river and uh, flow with where life's meant to take you. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening to the Adversity to Advantage podcast. Please do subscribe and review on iTunes. Every comment makes a difference. We really appreciate hearing from you. Uh, And please do get in touch through PetraBelzebor.com if you're interested in any training, coaching, therapy, or just to join the community and get more information on ways that you can build your own resilience. Until next time.